interested in this one. I have got 10 products in the world. Some of them have sold okay. And I've got mates of mine that have got products in the world and some of those have sold okay. Why don't products sell in general? And why didn't my products sell? I thought they were brilliant. I thought they were awesome. What do you think, Laura? Why don't products sell and why didn't my okay, products Okay, this sell? is a really, really big question, Keith. So we're going to break it down into multiple pieces. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and then Ooh. you're going to tell me why your products didn't sell. So okay. first thing I want to know, you um, you just said – I have awesome products. I've made great products. I love my products. Something, you know, some things along those lines. Um, did you do keyword research to determine if the products that you wanted to create were products that other people were already looking for? I can tell you that answer right now. No. I, you know, and I've actually learnt this technique from you, and please fully explore this. There's, there's two types of creators, ones that say, I've got an idea, and the other per person says, what do people want? But the idea of what do people want is a much more clever idea. i tell you what, I never thought of it, but please yeah, explore so that. If, let's say that I know that the best thing that I could create is – a, a blue widget, right? And so I create this blue widget and I go out to sell it and I'm so proud of it because let's say that this blue widget is going to keep you warm, right? It's freezing outside. I'm looking mm. at the snow falling on the ground right now. Just went from 75 degree Hong Kong back to zero degree Denver. I'm watching mm. the snow. Mm. I'm freezing right now, right? So I create this awesome blue widget that's going to help keep you warm. But the problem is that I go to all of these climates where it's 90 degrees and 100 degrees. Nobody wants what I'm selling because it's not what they need. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what people within your niche actually need, then you can't serve it up to them. You're going based yeah. on your assumption and what you're passionate about. And passion is important. Don't get me wrong. But you need to be passionate about something that fills a gap for others because if it's not solving their problems then they're going to go look for somebody that is and can i ask a question is this a common thing am i, am I the only one in the world that's created a pro product because i think it's a cool thing or is this a common thing with no it's actually a pretty common thing in fact um people will be married to their product or married to their idea and that can be the death of them because, in mm. fact, you and I had this conversation. I don't know if you recall, but, um, you know, I, I don't want to bring up my other company or what it is that I sell. But you asked me because I do have a physical products company. You asked me why I am selling in that particular niche and why I'm passionate about that niche. And I told you, actually, I really don't give a shit about the niche what I am passionate about, though, is creating a great business, creating great customer service, and making money. So it could have mm. been a blue widget, a green widget, a red widget. That didn't matter. What I was passionate about was finding a niche where people wanted a specific something 
and I could give that to them in the way that they had been asking. Mm. I'm, and how do you find this out? How do you find this out? This is the million-dollar question. There are so many tools available, Keith. It is so easy to do keyword research, but I'll tell you, even if somebody is not really great at keyword research or doesn't really know how to dive into it, and, and quite honestly, we could do an hour-long video on all the different ways that you could do mm. keyword research. Mm. But I will give you a couple of tools that I'll give you two just to make it easy that I always use um, that you should check out. If if you are looking for well, I'm going to give you two different variations. There's two that I use. Um, one of them is called Fresh Key. F-R-E-S-H-K-E-Y. It's a product that was made by Ryan Dice. It's not expensive. I think it's 10 or $20, I'm not sure, but it allows you to do keyword research specifically to different um, platforms. So you can pull all the keywords, the top keywords on Google, on Amazon and eBay, on Etsy. So based on the type of audience, if you know where your audience hangs out, then you can go ahead and um, figure out what the keywords are that they're going to relate to. Make sense? Oh, that's Another true. one that I like, I might spell this wrong, is Souvels, S-O-U-V-L-E-S, I believe is how it's spelled. That's actually a free tool, and it does the same thing, but just not quite as in-depth as Fresh Key. I do like Fresh Key better, only because it gives you a little bit more, but Souvels is free. So if you combine... Yeah some keyword research, so either fresh key or Suvals, and then what is the best way to find out what somebody wants? Ask them. It's that easy. Go to Reddit and pose a question and let people respond and interact. Go into that niche on Reddit and let them respond and interact with you. Place. Should you stop? Should you start with a product in no, mind? No, no, no. If you start with a product in mind, it's already your idea. If you start okay. with a product in mind, the problem is that you're going to try and apply. You're going to you're going to take everybody's suggestions and justify your product. Okay. Yeah. Fit it into the no, 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 no. Your your product at this point doesn't matter. What you want is to find out from people what are they interested in. Now, once you find out what they're interested in, it it may align with a product that kind of was in the back of your mind. You might find that you were way off base. Um, You might find that you already created something that you could easily tweak that would fit their need. So that's a big one. So keyword research so that you are identifying, you know, what what the target keywords are to begin Mm -hmm. with. And then interacting with that particular audience. And when you combine keyword research with audience research, real people, niche people research, those two things give you what you need to know whether or not you can create a product that A, you're going to be able to rank in the search engines, and B, is going to have an audience that's looking for it. If you don't have those two Mm. things, you're lost. The reason I'm very inspired by asking this question, you don't have to talk about your specific product, but it would be lovely to share your your example. We worked together on a product for 18 months and it fell over. That was the whole point of this coaching call. You, You helped me pick up again. You helped me come out of the cave. 
I was in a dark place and you helped me come out of the cave. But in that time that that, that product was failing, you had a backstory. Can you share a little bit of that about, because this is all about what you did. Tell me a little bit about that as much as you want to share. Do you mean the backstory for the, the company that I have that's active right now? Mm. Oh, okay. yeah. So really, the biggest thing with it is lifestyle, right? So I was a, a really, really successful consultant, did a lot of different things. Um, very, very blessed and fortunate to say that I, I've never... Not in years have I actually had to worry about could I generate the kind of income that I that I want to generate. But I didn't want to be a slave to hours, which is what consulting did for me. And I've yeah. I've had some yeah. really successful digital products that have yielded well over six figures. But they're not they're not scalable. Because the problem with for me personally, and this is just me. The problem for me personally with having a product, say, about a social media platform is that you're constantly having to recreate and improve. And yeah. what I wanted was to be able to have things that were evergreen, where it didn't matter if technology changed, that didn't change my product. Now, it's going to change my marketing. There's no way around that. But it didn't change my product. So think about that for a minute. It's always going to change your marketing. There's no way you can get around that. So you're always going to have to learn and adjust and incorporate all of the rapid changes in social media, Google algorithms, and then digital marketing mm -hmm. to be able to sell your products. But if your product is something that is in that umbrella with all those changes, you've doubled your workload. I wanted to lighten my yeah. workload, not double it. And I wanted something that was evergreen. My products are evergreen. They are things that will yeah. sell over and over and over with a product set that is a very good blend of consumables and staples. Mm. Because mm. then it's Jesus. evergreen and it's a a business that I just keep adding another product to and then my base continues to grow. Without, so I, I get the first one going. I don't have to do anything with it anymore. I add the second, then the third, then the fourth, because it's evergreen. And was the product simply the most searched term, or was it a combination of things that were popular and that you could relate? Oh, I to? didn't relate to it at all. It was all based on math. It was all a hundred percent based on math. What people were searching for, what they were looking, you know, looking to to buy. And can you share the numbers? And I'm, I'm actually putting my name behind this number. A lot, of, a lot of people are sharing numbers now and people are a bit skeptical about that, but I trust you implicitly. So can you share those numbers just so that people can see that by doing this strategy, which is the complete opposite to what I've done yeah. my whole life, which is why my products are not selling, you have made something like $12,000 $12, in your first six weeks, wasn't it? Something like that? Uh, well, it was actually probably about first six weeks of being... Um, live on the e-commerce site, yes, but in all fairness, um, because I imported some products from China, that takes time, you're going back and forth, you're having things manufactured. So from the time I went live, yes, but there was a good two months, maybe two and a half months leading up to that of preparation work. Okay. But okay. from the point I went live, yes, and my goal uh, which we are absolutely 100% on track to hit, is to generate six figures a month 
by December of this year. December of 2015, we'll be doing six figures a month. Now, that requires different things, right? Like one of the things that we're in the process of doing right now is branching out and now starting to sell our products because they are evergreen in Europe. Mm -hmm. So that's a Mm seven-figure business from an idea based purely on mathematics and not what you personally are No passion, had never had anything to do with it once in my life. The only thing, you know, what went into it, the, the recipe for success was my marketing and my mindset. The product could be anything. The mm. product's irrelevant when the marketing and the mindset are on target. Now, that's a very, very key answer to the question, why didn't my product sell? Okay, well, we've got the first piece because you didn't do any keyword research and you didn't pull an audience that would be your audience to find out whether or not it would fit them. So that's only one piece. I've actually got a few more questions because that's not why your product failed. It's a part of it, but that's not why. Okay. Well, let's do a part two on this idea. Why didn't my product sell part one? Why didn't my product sell part two? This is so fascinating. I'm so enjoying this uh, discussion. 